I said, are you ready? It's showtime, folks! What's good, y'all? It's your boy, MJ Incredible. Welcome back to All Things Incredible, the podcast about anything and everything. Y'all already know. Welcome to the Friday show. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. You know that's the edited version of that song? Just a fun fact for you. But anyway, today we're going to talk a little bit about Doctor Strange 2, Ms. Marvel, and some rumors surrounding the upcoming Daredevil Disney Plus situation. So stick around if you want to hear me talk about any of that stuff. And let's get started. Now, we're not going to do a deep dive on Doctor Strange 2. We're going to save that for when we rewatch all the MCU films, which uh, I'm starting to think is going to be January 1st, 2023. We might do it sooner. We might do it randomly. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I'm kind of thinking it would be kind of a cool idea just to start the year 2023 with a Marvel movie a day. Well, you know, a week, really, for the podcast. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. But um, I know I've been saying that for the longest time on this podcast but I'm, I promise you it's gonna come I just don't know exactly how or when I'm gonna do it because I'm still debating do I want to do it and how the movies were released or timeline you know do we start with Captain America the first Avenger or do we start with Iron Man 1 I don't know we'll see what happens but I can't wait to do it and I'm going to give my opinions, and I'm going to do my best to try to rank them as we watch them. It's going to be hard to do. Uh, going into it, I already have three in mind that are going to be the least favorite. And, you know, I got a pretty solid top seven. But, who knows? Maybe my opinions will change rewatching them at this stage in my life. I don't know. We'll see what happens. So, that's all going to come, and that's when I'll... I'm going to attempt to do more of a deep dive. Like, I'm actually going to sit there. I'm going to try to take notes so that way I don't forget things or anything like that. But today we're going to do an overall reaction to Doctor Strange 2. Did I like it? Did I not? Um, Some things about it that I thought were cool. Some things that I thought were unnecessary or they should have did differently or whatever. So let's get started. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed it a lot more than uh, the people that I've seen do reviews and stuff on it. Uh, a lot of people felt a little disappointed, it almost felt like. I don't know. Me personally, I thought the movie was great. I thought it was awesome. Uh, the argument that got made on a couple of different like YouTube channels when they were discussing it, they, they felt like the name didn't fit, and I disagree, you know. They say that, like, we barely go through any, like, multiverse, or we barely go to any different universes, and I, I just, that's not true. First of all, we start off in another universe, which ultimately becomes a dream, but it was actually a reality for America Chavez and that Doctor Strange, who ends up becoming Dead Strange later in the film. So, that's already one. Then we wake up in our reality, that's already two. Then they go through all those different, you know... Uh, universes, and then they land on 838, and then they, uh, you know, Doctor Strange and uh, Caitlin Palmer, or Christine Palmer, they get sent to a different universe that got incursioned. Like, 
There are multiple universes that are being played with here. But you also have to remember, you know, it's a two, two and a half hour film. You can only do so much. Like, you have to spend some time on some of these universes, right? And I felt like they did it pretty good. They got the point across with Illuminati. They did some fan service. Uh, whether that's Patrick Stewart being Charles Xavier or John Krasinski being Mr. Re- uh, Mr. Richards or sorry, Mr. Fantastic Reed Richards. I'm technically, yeah, he is Mr. Richards. Uh, what did surprise a lot of people, I feel like, was the Black Bolt, like bringing the actor that played him in the TV show back. Uh, personally, I didn't mind the TV show. I, I I thought it was okay. It falls into the category of some of those shows that I that I watched and I thought they were good. But I just don't have any interest in rewatching them. Like they didn't, it didn't create a fan out of me, you know, for that show. Like it's not like a Marvel or like a Netflix Daredevil or anything like that. But they're just kind of like there. Like uh, Inhumans is in that category. Hellstrom's in that category. Runaways is in that category. Um, I haven't seen Cloak and Dagger yet, so I don't know if I can put it in that category or not. But like other shows and content that the Marvel has done just hits different compared to those kind of shows for me like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I've rewatched that whole series a couple of times you know Daredevil I've seen it a couple of times uh, Defenders I've seen multiple times I love that show um, and then obviously the MCU films and you know some of the animated stuff like Ultimate Spider-Man and Earth's Mightiest Heroes are probably my two favorite Marvel animation projects to be honest with you uh including spider-man uh enter the spider-verse it's still marvel content i know that sony is the one that like made it but it's still marvel you know property not property but it's a marvel character that's the best way to put it so i still put it in the realm of marvel content it's just like you know the 90s spider-man was awesome just Spider-Man not Spider-Man Unlimited it's been a long time since I've seen that once I don't know if I like it as much Uh, X-Men 97 you know X-Men Evolution stuff like that those I like to rewatch and like well it's been a long 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 time since I've rewatched those and eventually we're gonna get through everything Marvel like that's the goal of the podcast is do everything Marvel now I have easier access to the DC stuff. That's why we started doing the DC animated universe rewatch through, but we're doing that backwards. So we started with uh, Justice League Unlimited, and now we're on to the Zeta project. And I kind of put a pause on it. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that happen in between finishing up Justice League uh, and before I'm gonna start Zeta project. Mainly because I don't want to watch Zeta project. I could be wrong, and it could be a good show. I just I don't remember it at all. And reading the premise of it, I'm just not interested at all. I really just want to get to Static Shock, because that's my favorite one of the whole fucking thing anyway. (laughs) I love Static Shock, but, you know, and then we're going to go back and watch the movies and stuff like that as well. So, we got kind of a couple things going, but like Marvel content specifically... I'm excited to go through every single thing. There, there are three movies that I'm not going to rewatch, and I, I've all, I, 
pretty sure I've left it up on the podcast. If I didn't, I'm just going to quickly say it here, even though I say it all the time. Uh, Punisher 89, Captain America 1990, and Fantastic Four 1994. Three movies that just are not good. And I'm not going to rewatch them. Unless it's like certain circumstances, but I have no intention of rewatching them. And I, I don't want to put shows like The Runaways and and Humans and Hellstrom. I don't want to put them in that same category. But because they are TV shows, I think, like I think as far as TV shows go, I don't. I think I'd put them in their own category because they're they're actually good compared to those three movies. Like they're actually, actually compared to those three movies, they're fucking fantastic. <laughs> but on their own or whatever, they're just good shows. Like they're good for one watch through. They're not really good for rewatching. I mean, you might feel that way if you like them, then go for it. You know what I mean? But for me, I just like I liked watching it once. I didn't. I don't need to see it again. Um, but anyway. I'm not entirely sure why I got on that tangent, but they go through multiple they, they they do go through multiple multiverses or universes and stuff like that. So that whole argument's stupid. I hated when people said it. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, other than that, like I thought the movie was great. I really enjoyed it. I definitely I feel like this was a better movie than Doctor Strange One, and that movie actually surprised me of how good it was. Like Doctor Strange was, I, like I had, I had low expectations going into Doctor Strange, and that movie just like kind of blew me away. And this movie, I had high expectations, and I feel like they kind of hit them all. Uh, it definitely was downplayed a little bit, but they had so much information they had to get into this, and they kind of just, you know kept things moving they didn't really like sit on anything long enough to like build suspense in some circumstances and other circumstances they built suspense uh very well like i feel like the movie's balanced with good and bad but more good than bad like it's like a 60 40 split now that's not true it's probably more like 80 20 but uh i didn't think there's anything really that bad in the movie that's just my personal opinion though now, I can accept if somebody says, like, hey, what about this? And be like, okay, yeah, that was probably bad. But, you know, overall, I thought it was, you know, a good movie. Now, the one question is, like... I guess my... I'm a little confused, like, how, like, she got separated from her parents or her moms or whatever. Did they not go to the same... Did they not land in the same universe? You know what I mean? Like... Because it was the same portal. Did they fall off before they got to the end of the portal? I don't know. It was sad, though. Like, if that fucking... Like, if, if that situation happened to you, man, that'd be tough. That'd be so tough. But her and Doctor Strange end up, like, creating this, like, bond, which is just adorable to watch. Adorable? Just adorable to watch throughout the film, especially at the end. Uh, 
when she when he's about to leave her in Comrade uh, shit Comrade fuck whatever man the training school uh and she's just like I'm really glad that you know basically saying I'm really glad I met you and he says basically the same thing it's a real touching moment and uh it's nice um what I didn't like is how the movie ended with like so he's walking down the street after you know repairing the watch or whatever and then he just starts to like have a breakdown and then the third eye shows up and then that's just how it ends and then when they do you know the little credits or whatever and they come back with Clea which I thought was dope and they about to go in the dark dimension whatever and he's like I'm never scared or whatever and then the third eye pops up it's like okay so you're telling me in the span of those small credits he somehow figured out how to control it like why even put that at the end of the movie why not just have him control it just have him walking and just have that third eye pop up and then wink at us and that's how the camera ends it or whatever I don't know the ending was a little off I'll I'll say that but other than that I thought the movie was great I really did I really enjoyed it and I I hope this isn't the only Illuminati that we get in the MCU but if it is it served its purpose it's it did fan service for multiple levels you know like I said Patrick Stewart John Krasinski bringing Captain Carter for those that were fans of uh What the hell was her name? I'm blanking like crazy. I just got to get the cast pulled up. It's probably just going to be easier for us. Doctor Strange 2. Or Madness in the Multiverse. Nope. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I never... I mean, when they first announced it, I had that name down packed. I was always like, blah, 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 blah. But now I'm just like, fuck it. Doctor Strange 2. <laughs> I don't care anymore. Uh, I probably should with him. And Wong is the best. Wong's the greatest. Benedict Wong is fucking fantastic. Put him in more things, MCU. Marvel, you need to put him in more things. He's great. And the girl that played America Chavez did great as well. I can't remember how to pronounce her name, so I'm just going to say Gomez, but she did really good. Like, she has a bright future if she continues with acting. And I don't see why she wouldn't, like, obviously. I mean, some people decide not to, though, so we'll see what happens. But, yeah, she did She did great. She did fan-fantastic. Maria Rambo. Not that I'm not a fan of Maria Rambo. I just her as Captain Marvel just didn't really do anything for me. I like the actress, Lashana Lynch. She was great, but I didn't really like her portrayal of Captain Marvel. Um, but I'm not the biggest fan of Brie Larson's portrayal either. Uh, I don't hate Captain Marvel like a lot of people like did, but I don't know. I prefer Monica Rambo. But not as Captain Marvel as like her own hero. Um, I'm a huge Haley Atwell fan though, so her her becoming Captain Carter was fantastic. And I like Black Bolt. Um, I just don't know if I would have 
brought back the ABC actor for it. I probably would have used this as a time to recast Vin Diesel or cast somebody else and start like a new fresh Inhumans. Unless you're saying that the Inhumans TV show takes place in Earth 838. That's fine as well. Some people were making the argument that this film concludes that whoever the actor that's chosen for a role has to play that role in every universe. I don't understand the logic there. Uh, because Spider-Man, that was not the case. And it hasn't been the case for other things as well. Plus, like, not even in the same universe. I mean, we had Edward Norton, and now we have Mark Ruffalo. We had Terrence Howard, now we have Don Cheadle. You know, like... It doesn't matter. If they're able to get the same actors and actresses or whatever, like... Great. Cool. If they're not, it's not that big of a deal. Like, a lot of people were saying Tom Cruise is going to be a part of it as Iron Man. It's like, your logic falls apart then. Because, like, shouldn't RDJ be the Iron Man of every universe? It's like, you know... I didn't understand that argument from some of the people that reviewed it on, like, YouTube and stuff like that. I don't know. I enjoyed the Illuminati stuff, though. I thought it was fun. Um... The only person that survives, though, presumably, is uh, Mordo. That's the one thing about the movie that I wish we would have got differently. I do wish we would have continued the story of Mordo versus Doctor Strange in Earth-616. But... Doctor Strange has done so much since then. It's like, is it even worth revisiting? You know what I mean? I don't know. We'll see what happens. But Also, this movie concludes that the MCU is now designated Earth-616, no longer 199999. It's probably still considered Earth-19999, a part of the larger Marvel universe, multiverse or whatever with Earth-616 being the main timeline comics, and then Earth-1999 just being a part of it. But then within Earth-1999, the MCU's Earth-616, and now we have all these other multiverses, which I think is cool. It's nice. But here's the thing. In order to make this... Like... In order to actually make this solidified and like actually mean something they do have to start putting things or like create at the very least creating things that are in another multiverse that is not connected with earth 616 like so far we have spider-man no way home and doctor strange 2 that kind of dive into the multiverse right now those all deal with Earth-616, right? And so we just explore other, like, universes. What I think they should do now is either come out and say that uh, 
because the Darkhold is different in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Runaways. They use the same Darkhold in between those two shows. So I would go as far to say that S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a tough, tough, tough decision to make about the MCU. I, I bring it up a lot because it's tough. Because initially, it fit the MCU perfectly. I think by season three, it becomes a different show. And it definitely does when they start, because they start traveling in time, they start doing like multiversal stuff. Like they, the, the show just takes a life of its own, you know? The only thing that kind of keeps it close is, you know, Coulson, really. And then, like, the people that were a part of the first season. Or second season. I don't know, man. But anyway, something like Hellstrom, you need to make it, like, say that was Earth. I don't know, 666. They deal with the devil stuff, so that just makes sense. Uh, The X-Men movies take place in Earth. Fucking, it doesn't matter. 433339. You know, like all the the uh, the Fox X Men universe, you know, they all take place, and then like that's where Deadpool comes from, and he jumps he jumps ship to the six one six. That's how you can uh, connect all those movies to the MCU without connecting any of them to the MCU, without bringing back any of the actors from the MCU. You know what I mean? Or from the original movies. Because Deadpool is going to be a part of the Earth-616. We just got to figure out how he's going to do it, you know. Uh, I don't know. Something like that, right? I think at one point they said Marvel, like, Legacy. So, like, all the other film, X-Men, Spider-Man, all that stuff. I think they were all designated a specific, like, Earth number. Separate from the MCU. But, you know, if it if that is in fact true, all of that needs to be, you know, retconned and they need to be set in different universes because uh, I keep fucking squealing, whatever. I don't know what's happening anyway, because uh, they they take place in different universes, you know, like Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man and Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man do not take place in the same universe and they don't take place in the same universe as any of the X-Men movies or Deadpool. Technically, none of the X-Men movies take place in the same time lease as Deadpool. They did have that one cameo spot where they used, like, the the current, like, the first-class X-Men actors and stuff in a scene. But that doesn't make any sense because Deadpool takes place in this, in our time, and those movies take place 70s. Uh, did it start in the 60s? I think it starts in the 60s, then it goes to the 70s, then 80s, then 90s. I think that's how it worked. Whatever, you guys get my my drift. Anyway, back to Doctor Strange 2. <laughs> that's all I'm saying, though. Like, I don't have a problem with doing, you know, calling it 616, but, like, I think now it's time to, like, instead of having everything just be connected in, like, some sort of storyline way, like, you know, start making stuff, like, kind of, like... DC when they did the Joker movie with uh, Joaquin Phoenix 
Like that movie doesn't wasn't a part of DCEU. I'm not a huge fan of that. I do like the connectivity of the MCU, but I feel like if you want to make the multiverse a real thing, then you have to start you don't have to start creating new content so to speak, but at least everything else that's not canon MCU designated a specific number in the multiverse and then next time you do something with the multiverse you know it doesn't have to be Dark Strange you can be like anybody but like say you uh, America Chavez gets like a Disney Plus show or something next time you do that you have her enter one of those worlds and all you have to do is bring back one of the actors maybe two you know you just bring them back they have like a little conversation or whatever you know what I mean and then, like, they could tell the story of, like, what happened to their universe or whatever. Or you can just say they all got incursioned. During, like, the next lead-up event to what I believe is going to be Secret Wars. But you have to establish them as Earths before you do that. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just had that thought right now. It's not full-fleshed, obviously, but think about it. Let me know where I'm wrong, where my flaw is. I'm going to keep working on it, keep thinking about it, and hopefully I have a better idea of what I was trying to portray in the future. I don't know, we'll see. But overall, I really enjoyed the movie. Uh, I don't want to go any more deep into it or else what would be the point of rewatching it and talking about it in the future. So <laughs> if you haven't seen it, definitely go watch it. Uh... Not too many spoilers, but I don't know. I really enjoyed it. It's not clear if the Scarlet Witch survives or not, and I kind of like that. I presume that she still exists, but I don't know. We'll see. That's going to be the beauty. But now, when like, are they going to accept her back as part of the good guys? if she does survive, you know, because she does kind of like what she did with, uh, during WandaVision. Like, she manipulated people, took over a town, did all this stuff, but then at the end, she made it all right. Doctor Strange even, like, amidst that, you know, he's like, but you made it right. Like, Doctor Strange still sees her as an Avenger, right? And then, you know, the, the movie starts to go on. You find out that she's the bad guy. And... But by the end of it, she kind of makes amends as well by destroying every Darkhold and every, you know, multiverse or every universe or whatever. So is Doctor Strange going to see her as an Avenger still? Like, you know, what's what's going to happen? I don't know. We'll see. Also, what's going to happen when she sees the White Vision or whatever? Which I wasn't like, I don't know how I feel about the adding him into the mix. It gave Vision something to do in you know Westview or whatever while Wanda was fighting Agatha, but uh, it wasn't necessary to have him fight himself and then like open up the others his other self's mind to everything I don't know but he flew off so 
Unless they do a WandaVision 2, which I honestly don't know why they would. Like, what would be the purpose of... Or, like, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. We're not talking about WandaVision today. We're going to do that later. <laughs> but Doctor Strange 2 is great. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, definitely go check it out. I did do a couple of spoilers, and I did not say spoiler warning. And I apologize, but, you know, you clicked on the stuff. I'm talking about it, like... It should be. It's it's heavily applied. Spoilers probably will happen. Forewarning: spoilers with Ms. Marvel come up next. <laughs> but we're gonna end this segment here. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that segment. Hope you guys enjoy the next segment and the rest of the show. And uh, hope you guys continue to come back week to week, every Friday. This is the type of stuff that we do. We do a variety of topics. Hootie hootie. Okay, so just got done watching Ms. Marvel all six episodes. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I liked the show. I thought it was, I thought it was a good time. Um, it had some moments in it where it was like, ugh, real, real touch your heart stuff. But you know that's gonna happen when you deal with a lot of family-oriented uh, stuff like um, weddings, um, the history of your family, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right? Especially with like, you know, when you when they go through like a, a real hardship and stuff like that, like the partition uh, that you know uh, her grandma went through, losing her mother, um, having this story that seems crazy to a lot of people, and no one believes her. Essentially, like the only person that would have believed her would have been you know her dad. Or, you know, in Kamala's case, her uh, grandpa. But anyway, uh, like, okay. So, a couple of first things before I, you know, forget to mention them. I feel bad for Bruno. He clearly, clearly loves Kamala. And she doesn't give him the time of day. She just sees them as friends. And that's very unfortunate. But, you know, it is what it is. Bruno's awesome. He was great. Uh, her other friend, um, just blank. Starts with an N. I don't want to say Nakia. I want to say something else. Let's see. I'm pretty sure her last name is Badir. I'm pretty sure I remember that. We'll just get the cast pulled up. No, it wasn't Nakia. I just need to trust my instincts. So she was great. Um, like the act, like the actress they chose, she did a really good job with the role. Um, she didn't start featuring her uh, too much until kind of like later in the series. Like you get introduced to her like early on, but then like she kind of plays a supporting friend instead of you know like the three best friends. It's more of like you know two best friends and then like that third friend that hangs out with them kind of deal. But that kind of changes towards the end of the series, which is good. Um, the casting was done great, so whoever was the casting director did a good job. Like, uh, Kamala's parents were awesome. Her brother was awesome. Um, her grandma was awesome. <clears throat> uh, some of the other, um, you know, figures in the community were also well-casted. The Red Daggers 
were well done. It was. Uh, it sucked that the one guy died. He was such a fucking badass, dude. Such a badass. Um, but the kid apprentice or the like. So the way that the red daggers sort of work is, one person gets elected to be the red dagger, so they get the you know. Scar the red scarf to like put over their face to conceal the identity, etc., etc. Um, but he was done really well, I thought. Like, I thought the introduction of them was done pretty good. Um, they'd never really s- explain Comron, like, how, like, why he had powers, why, or like, why his powers manifested and stuff. Like, I know that, like, his mom made that sacrifice and her. I don't know, spiritual essence or whatever drifted into uh, Cameron or Comron, uh, but they never really explained it. It's like, why did it happen for him? But for Kamala, it only happens with the bangle or whatever, whatever. Like, there were some things that they did that they just didn't really dive into, and I get it. It's just a six-episode first season, but I don't know. I don't like when they leave too many questions about certain things. But, you know, it is what it is. Also, um, that wedding was awesome. <laughs> the wedding was probably my favorite, like, part in the whole, uh, show. Like, it really was. The wedding was awesome. Um, some of the fight scenes were cool, especially with, like, you know, the special effect, especially when she started getting used to it stuff like that. I did like that they 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 uh they did the little you know I, I wouldn't call it an easter egg but like at the final fight or whatever she says in Bigum. Like that's a pretty well-known Ms. Marvel Kamala Khan, you know, staple in Bigum and then like that's how her like powers like make it so like she grows in size and like she has like a giant man or ant-man uh, slash Mr. Fantastic type powers like in the comics originally like that's all she was uh, was just someone that can like stretch and then like grow her like grow like become larger right um, and she was inhuman and I feel like they could have they could have actually done inhuman stuff I mean they already had Black Bolt up here in the, you know, Doctor Strange movie, um, you could canonize the Inhuman show, also canonize the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show, which I think they have already done for S.H.I.E.L.D., I don't think they did it for Inhuman, I can't confirm or deny those, the only things that I, I remember for sure is they canonized, uh, the Netflix shows, but, which I don't know if I necessarily agree with, but now that they have them all and they are all on Disney Plus, I guess it's fine. But I'll get to that stuff in like a little bit later on in the pod. Um, they could have, if they, you know, if Shield was uh, canon, like officially, whatever. Like they had that thing happen where a bunch of Terrigenists got let out to the ocean. And got into a bunch of fish and fish-related things. And then eventually, you know, they got caught. And then they got, you know, cut up or whatever for whether that be fish oil supplements or just, you know, normal fillets of fish and stuff like that. And so other people started getting powers. That's how Yo-Yo got her powers and 
quite a few other people in the show, so uh, like that easily could have been like a way to do it with Kamala. Like what you could have done is you could have had all six episodes play out the exact same, and then at the end have her take a supplement or yeah, I don't know something, right? And um have her like be like what the hell as she like gets into like the husk and then immediately breaks out of it or whatever to show that she's inhuman you don't even have to say anything you just like that symbol right there would be like oh she is inhuman um but you know it is what it is they went they're going the mutant route instead which is fine uh i prefer them to be more accurate with the source material but you know, it is what it is. The Carol Danvers uh, cameo at the end there, Brie Larson. I don't think it was necessary for the show. Also, it doesn't really explain anything. Like, how did she swap places with Kamala? Like, I don't understand that. Like, does the like does the the Bengal have some sort of energy connection with the Tesseract? Like, I. I that kind of question mark just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but I don't know. I mean, the Ms. Marvel, or the, sorry, the Marvel's movie is going to have, you know, Kamala in it as well. Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, obviously, I, I have a hard time believing that they're not going to answer that question. You know what I mean? But anyway, uh, so yeah, the wedding scene was definitely my favorite scene. Um, but there was some cool action sequences. And uh, another great scene was like when uh, they're running away from uh, the clandestines. I think that's what it was called. I don't remember. But uh, the guy, like the, uh, the head of the Red Daggers or whatever, at least that's what I'm calling him for the rest of this segment, when he's running and he throws those two knives and then he, because he uses it, he jumps and he catches them. Oh, dude, they're so fucking cool, dude. That was a good chase scene. I, re- I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, the one thing I didn't really agree with was how, like, how capable Kamala was, like, without any, like, without training or anything like that. Like, she wasn't a trained fighter. She's not athletic at all. Uh, she, you know, you know what I mean? Like, they tried making her, like, when she, when they first discovered the powers or whatever, and then, like, they started doing some training, like, you know, they were trying to get her to be better, like, faster, more coordinated, trying doing push-ups and stuff like that. So, like, she's still working on herself in that sense. So, like, how she was able to kind of hold her own in that first, like, like after she, you know, pulled the, uh, fire alarm during the wedding baffled me I mean the scene was cool but it didn't make any sense to the story like no logical sense was made there cause like these are warriors that have been training for a very 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 long time right and you can even see with Kamran like he was a fucking badass but he's been training with his mother and all the other ones, right? So, 
I don't know. And then there was plenty of moments like that. And then, like, even at the, the last fight or whatever, like, they made it seem like, you know, she wasn't as capable, which makes sense because she's not. Like, you know, they're fighting the Dio or the, you know, the damage control. And, um, Kamran's a much experienced fighter. But, I don't know, man. And they don't explain how he, like, how he was able to get his powers and how he's able to do it without, a, you know, the bangle or anything like that. So, uh, there's just too many questions that they left unanswered that I felt like should have been answered. Like, they weren't really good cliffhangers to uh, end the season on, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I, I'll definitely watch season two if they do a season two. I imagine they will. Um, but I don't know. Like, I don't know what the plan is with all these individual shows. When they first announced it, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. I was super excited because, you know, it's just more Marvel content for us. But now that I'm thinking about it, like, what's the point of doing all these six-episode one season shows. Like, you might as well just do a movie. You know what I mean? Like, you took bets on Shang-Chi and the Eternals. Why not just take a bet on all these other characters? I prefer this. Like, I mean, the six episode, you know, show or whatever makes sense. It helps, you know spread out the growth of the character, but it doesn't even do that because it's only six episodes. So you basically have the character go from point A to point B just like you would in a movie, like real quickly. So why not just do movies? Like, as much as I like the show, Falcon and the Winter Soldier should have definitely just been a movie. Like, it should have just been a movie. It really should have. It should have been Captain America... Four. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Or just call it Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Doesn't really matter. And I... I didn't hate WandaVision, but I definitely put it at the bottom of the list so far. Like, I... I might put it above Ms. Marvel, but I don't know. Both were good in their own right. I definitely put them both above What If. Unfortunately, What If is my least favorite of the Disney Plus series so far. Not that it was bad. I just didn't think it was standout good or anything like that either. Like, I think there was only, like, there's like one or two episodes that I thoroughly enjoyed that a lot of people didn't. A lot of people thought the zombie one was the best one. Or the Doctor Strange one, which I don't think there were bad episodes, but they definitely weren't my favorites. Um, but anyway. It was a good time, it was a good show, so if they do a sequel, that's fine. That's basically what I'm trying to say. Uh, I wonder what the plan is going forward. You know, Is the Marvels going to be like a one-off movie, or are, you are we supposed to still consider it Captain Marvel 2? 
Uh, or is it its own thing? And then, you know, if they decide to scratch the Disney Plus series model and Kamala Khan gets a solo movie, Ms. Marvel, is that, you know, going to be tied to the Marvel's movie? Or, you know, Monica Rambeau being... Uh, are they going to make her Spectrum or f- uh, f- Photon? Is it Photon? Oh, it starts with a P. I wonder which one they're going to have her be. Or are they going to try to make her Captain Marvel and write Carol Danvers out of the MCU? I don't know. I don't know. The only thing I can tell you is I'm really excited for Blade. (laughs) Really excited for the new Daredevil. Really excited for Deadpool 3. I love the Hulk, so anything to do with Hulk, I'm all down for. Like, like, She-Hulk was one of the Disney Plus series when they announced it that I was looking forward to the most. I was heavenly, I was like, not heavenly, but I was thoroughly surprised with Loki and Hawkeye. Like, Hawkeye is probably my favorite so far, and Loki's my second. That or Loki's my favorite, and Hawkeye's second. Like, those are by far the two best ones, in my opinion. Then probably Falcon the Winter Soldier, but... Um, I don't know, Moon Knight really surprised me too. But anyway, so She-Hulk's coming in August. Actually, I think it's right around the corner. I'm not going to lie, that one I probably won't wait until all six episodes are out. Even though that I feel like that's the best model, because you just get the whole story. But that might be something that we do week to week and review week to week. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know, we'll see what happens when the show comes out. But, uh, High School Musical, the musical, the series, season three, by the time this podcast comes out, will, actually, I don't know, this podcast comes out the 29th, so last Wednesday, High School Musical, the musical, the series, season three, has started. Uh, probably, I'll probably wait until the end of that to talk about it, if I talk about it at all. Um, I might re-watch season one and two. I mean, season one I thought was fantastic. Season one was super good. Like, I, I fell in love with the show, season one. Season two was okay, kind of a bit of a letdown. They went some weird directions with the characters that didn't really make too much sense storyline-wise, but that's just my opinion, of course. Um, and then season three, I don't know how I feel about it. Like, with the announcements that they made so far, I, I, it doesn't look like I'm going to enjoy it as much. But we'll see. I mean, I could be wrong. You always got to have open mind when you go to watch something. Because you might be surprised of how good it is. And if it's bad, you'll be like, yeah, that's what I fucking thought. That's why I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> Anyway, Ms. Marvel was good. It was fun. Uh, I'm glad that she's part of the MCU now, and I'm glad that they can start playing with the character more and uh, develop it. And um, honestly, what I would like to see them do—not necessarily continue to put people in the like main roster Avengers or whatever—you um, know, you can still reserve that for specific heroes like Hulk. Uh, but. I think if you're going to do Young Young Avengers, then, like, Kamala Khan has to be on that team, for sure. But if you're going to do... 
like the new Avengers. You know, that's where I would put She-Hulk. You know, if you want to put Daredevil up, you know, I like, okay, that's another thing. Like, are you bringing back Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones? Are you going to keep the Defenders show slash team alive? Like, what's the plan with that? Because first of all, I love the, the Defenders. I thought that was the best Netflix show for sure. Then Daredevil. And then probably Iron Fist. I don't know. The problem with the other three shows was they had one really great season. Well, in Luke Cage's case, half a great season. But then, well, yeah, I could say that. And then they kind of, I don't know, they went like a weird direction where they weren't very good anymore. Luke Cage has moments like, okay, so to me, the f first season, the first half of the first season, when he's, like, you know, battling Cottonmouth, um, like, that's the best of Luke Cage, period. The Razorback stuff wasn't bad, just wasn't great either. And then season two, I didn't think was all that great. The Bushmaster stuff was fun and good, but I don't know, it was like a hit and miss season for me. But it wasn't bad overall. Jessica Jones, Kilgrave was fantastic. But season two and three kind of, you know, fell off a little bit. They weren't bad by any means, but they weren't, like, great either. Like, they didn't really live up to, like, that initial introduction, you know what I mean? And Iron Fist, <coughs> Iron Fist, Iron Fist is kind of the same way. But I will say the best Iron Fist is the Defender's Iron Fist. As opposed to, like, the show's Iron Fist. But, overall, I thought the... I, I enjoyed the Netflix shows. And The Punisher was fine, too. Um, I know a lot of people liked it more than some of the other ones. I didn't hate it by any means, but... I don't know. I felt like they could have told better stories than what they did. But, overall, I thought it was fine. Uh, it's it's like middle of the pack for me, but you know it is what it is. Anyway, so um, I'm happy that Kamala Khan's in the MCU now. It's a good time. It's a good direction to go in. Um, God, that wedding scene was awesome. I can't get over it. But anyway, so if you haven't seen it, yet, definitely go check it out. I'm not gonna break down the show. I'm going to try to continue to do that. Like on first watch throughs, I'm going to try not to break down the entirety of the show. Like I'm just going to try to do my opinion of it. That's what I'm going to try to do. Especially since I'm putting it out weeks after, you know, the show finishes up or in this case, a couple weeks after, because I'm actually doing this one a lot closer than I did Moon Knight. But, you know what I mean? Like, there's other people on YouTube or whatever that you can probably watch and get breakdowns. Especially with episodes one, two, you know, three, four, you know. But, uh, anyway. I guess I'll give you a quick synopsis. So, Kamala Khan, uh, 16-year-old. I don't think they say that in the show, but it says that on the Wikipedia description of her. 
But uh, she gets called to, I think, the guidance counselor. I think that's the character he's trying to play. I don't know. I didn't like the guy. I thought it was stupid, but I think that's how people actually are nowadays in school. I have no idea. It was different when I was in school. That's all I could tell you. Uh, but he's basically like, you need to get your life together. So uh, the opening s- stuff that she did with, like, so sh- she does kind of like a like a recap of what happened for Endgame using, like, stick figures, sort of like a stop-action animation. Not our stop-action motion or whatever. If they change the name. Fuck, you know what I'm talking about. It was cool. I enjoyed it. I really did. That actually raised a question for me. Like, how does everybody know, like, the specific details? Now, she mentioned specifically that she got it from Ant-Man, like, with interviews that he's done and stuff like that. But it seems like everybody just kind of knows everything that happened like people know that Doctor Strange gave up the time stone to Thanos initially and the snap happened as a result like outside of the people that were there like I know that the like I know the Avengers team obviously told each other but like how was it that everybody else found out did they just feel the knee like since they felt guilty that they weren't able to prevent it from happening that they just told everybody and then when everybody got snapped back into existence or <clears throat> snapped back to reality uh did they just you know continue to tell the word that way or something like that like that's kind of like what I don't understand like how does everybody know all these stories you know what I mean but anyway not that big of a deal, just a personal thing. Um, so yeah, she's like a daydreamer. She wants to, you know, get internet famous, get become a big, you know, whether that be YouTube or whatever. She likes sloth. Uh, baby sloth is or sloth baby. I think it's sloth baby. I don't know. That's like her production name that she's going by or whatever. Uh, she stops doing the YouTube videos though after after that. Like that's the last one she posts because then she starts doing the superhero stuff or whatever. But uh, you know, just your average teen going in high school, uh, kind of invisible, like people just kind of like she not able to get to her locker, um, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then you meet, you know, Bruno and Nakia and all that stuff. Bruno's like a smart genie. He's actually living by himself. Like, I, they don't really get into like what happened with his family the closest that we get is seeing him live by himself above the place that he works and then also him telling Kamran like you know my parents aren't around here anymore either but that's like the extent that he says so I have no idea what happened it's kind of baffling that they're they're allowing him like he's able to do that he's living by himself and all that stuff uh now I don't know He does get accepted to this Caltech program, so maybe he's a senior, actually, and not in the same grade. Because you get told that Kamala's a junior. So, I don't know. They don't really go into details. Again, not really that big of a deal, but, like, for me, if I really want to submerse myself into this reality that I'm watching, I need to know the deets, man. Like... 
did he graduate high school before? Like, or is Caltech just like he's doing something where it's like taking like a foreign exchange student kind of situation? Uh, if I remember correctly, like foreign exchange students actually have to repeat the year that they do that with. So say like you have somebody, or like you go to. Pakistan, fuck it. You go to Pakistan, and then somebody from Pakistan comes to your house, uh, and you know basically takes your place in school, and you take their place in their school. And say you do that for sophomore year, tenth grade. You know when you come back, I'm pretty sure you have to repeat tenth grade because like the curriculum doesn't add up. I think I could be wrong on that. Maybe the four. Uh, I had a couple of uh, foreign exchange students when I was in high school that I was friendly with. They were friendly with me. We kind of talked. Um, didn't really have any problems with any of them. At least not that I know. Maybe eventually they did. I don't know. That was over 10 years ago, so <laughs> hope not. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, I thought they were cool. You know, always had a good time, so. Maybe, uh, I think it was, I forgot his name, but I think, like, this one year there was a guy, and I think he, he definitely, so he came in definitely, like, with the mentality of his, you know, culture and, and schooling and stuff like that, but, uh, after a couple months, he definitely became Americanized, <laughs> But uh, he was a cool guy, and um, he uh, maybe he was just fucking with me, and he told me that or something. I don't know. But I, so I could be wrong, you know. Do your own research, figure it out yourself. But anyway, um, I don't even know why I brought that up. It doesn't matter. So uh, Nakia and Kamala, they go to the same mosque. Um, and there's actually a shoe thief apparently there like Nakia gets her shoe stolen at one of the services that they go to um, but yeah so like there's a, a board seat open and eventually Kamala talks Nakia into running for it and she actually ends up winning it by uh, a an, a very active campaign trail right um, she, she, uh, she, uh, she, she convinces Kamala's dad to vote for her, even though his best friend was also running, but she was able to, uh, manipulate him basically into voting for her, but she got a bunch of other votes for other things and stuff like that, especially like when the D, when the damage control showed up to try to like raid the mosque. They were like, you can't do that without a warrant. And it was Nakia, the one that was able to, like, put her foot down and basically make them turn away. So, um, I think that gave, like, a lot of people respect for her. So, I think that was ultimately what gave her the, the bid to officially become a board member. But I could be wrong. I don't know. I wasn't there. And it's also fiction. So, the fuck? <laughs> But anyway, that's kind of what Nakia does for most of the show. Uh, she also has a secret boyfriend who she's not really, like, proud to be with. 
innocence. I mean, she definitely doesn't want her parents to find out because, you know, the culture and stuff like that. But she's also just not really proud of anybody knowing about him. Like, she's kind of embarrassed by him. Which I find is an odd thing to be a part of. I don't know. But it's not prudent to the story, so we're just going to move on. Um... She eventually comes, you know, in the end and kind of helps out when they get trapped in the school and they devise this plan to try to distract the damage control while they get Kamran to a a plane to get him out of the country or whatever with the Red Daggers. Kamran actually knows about the Red Daggers. He's like, they're a bigger threat to my family than damage control. Well, he says cops or whatever, but... Eventually, he trusts, like... Well, we'll get there because that's actually kind of what happens in the end anyway. Um, there's a box that comes from you know, Nani, Kamala's grandma. And it has like the, the bangle in it or whatever. And her mom knows more, it seems. Or she... Her mom kind of feels like her grandma was sort of crazy and so like she kind of felt like shunned by the community and stuff like that so that's why ultimately she decided to move to America with her husband and stuff like that um so when she sees anything like that she's like no don't worry about it don't ask me about it and all that stuff um the only thing that like basically gets told around the house is the story of how during the partition how you know her grandma was able to get to on the last train and stuff like that but anyway uh kamala is a huge fan of carol danvers which i don't like her her retelling of the story even though it's kind of accurate of how it happened not entirely but i just think it's bullshit i also saw an interview with the russo brothers a few days ago that they talk about, you know, the decision to basically nerf the Hulk or whatever. That's how it was worded to them. And they didn't seem very, like, they didn't know how to do the Hulk. They didn't know what to do with the Hulk. So they basically just shit on it because they didn't know what to do with them. And that's so fucking frustrating. I like the Russo brothers. I think they did an excellent job with Winter Soldier, Civil War, and Infinity War, and Endgame. The only problem I had with those two movies was the fight scene with Hulk and Thanos, and then springing... Well, they call him Smart Hulk. So, A, that's fucking stupid, but Professor Hulk. And then not really... I don't know. They really did not know how to handle the Hulk, and that's just a huge problem. But anyway, doesn't matter. Moving forward. Not saying that the Hulk should have been able to beat the shit out of Thanos, but he wouldn't have got his ass kicked so quickly. That's all I'm saying. And then be scared to come back out, you know what I mean? Like, that just wouldn't have happened. But anyway, let's move forward. Um... But yeah, so she's a huge fan, and Aventricon, the very first one apparently, which I... Who's running this? Like, who's setting this thing up? You know what I mean? But, it doesn't matter. The one thing that bothered me about Aventricon, they had like this, this wall, like, 
thank you for your sacrifice. And they only showed Black Widow and Iron Man. Nobody else. That, you know, died. Like Gamora. I felt like Gamora's death was the most impactful death. At least that's the one that hit me the hardest. (laughs) Now, granted, she technically kind of comes back because the one from 2014 shows up. But, come on, man. She died. And then Iron Man's death obviously makes a lot of sense. And I love Black Widow, but because she basically died the exact same way Gamora did, I don't know. It just didn't hit me as hard. Also, I don't think they should have killed off Black Widow. As much as I like Hawkeye, which isn't as much as I wish I like I wish I did cuz like purple's one of my favorite colors. I love archery. It should just work that way, but for some reason I gravitated toward Green Arrow and Hawkeye's just, you know, kind of there. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I think he should have died. I think it would have made more sense for him to die. But granted, he does have the family, you know, his three kids and his wife, so I don't fucking know, man. That's a tough situation. But anyway. Super fan of Captain Marvel, yada, yada, yada. So, Avenger Con is going to have a Carol... I don't know if it, like if they have it for every character or every you know hero or whatever, but this one specifically was for Captain Marvel. So a bunch of people got on stage. Like they had a pretty cool setup. The helmet was a little off, but the rest of the suit that her and Bruno made together was great. The helmet kind of sucked. I mean, like the top part was cool, but like I don't know, just the rest of it, it just seemed pretty bad, but. She decides to take the bangle to, like, you know, personal self-expression, kind of putting her own culture and spin on it and stuff like that. Um, but she's getting... So she uh, so she gets changed into her suit, but she accidentally leaves these gloves, uh, which were pretty cool gloves. Did not match the suit at all, though, so it, it would have looked weird if she would have had them anyway. But then she puts that on, and that's when she starts to experience like the the powers from the bong, the bangle and stuff like that. She ends up saving her classmate, yada yada yada, and which her classmate actually knows it's her, which I don't really know how she knows that it was her, because you know she didn't know like she made it seem like she didn't know who she was when she started talking to her, saying, "Do you do birthday parties? You should come to my or you know or whatever. Do you do parties in general? It's like you know." Or maybe she did know or whatever, but I have no idea. Later you find, or you know, it says that she does know, which I don't know if I agree with that, but it's lazy writing. It is what it is. Also, like the one of the first things that she does, whatever, knocks off uh, Ant-Man's head, like the giant head. It wouldn't have rolled that much. It would not have caused that much damage. It's not round enough to continue to roll like that. It would have rolled over once, twice, maximum three times, and it would have kind of like, you know, shell like go back and forth with itself, and then just tip over, and that was that, and it would be done. But they made it like fucking destroy the whole convention, basically. 
Which that would not have happened. The antennas would have stopped it. It was unrealistic, but whatever. They had to tell a story, so they did. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so like, you know, uh, her, uh, Zo- so Zoe goes on, and she's like the popular girl at school, even though like she was, she's, she's the character in the story that used to be friends with the protagonist, but isn't like they've, they've, you know, split off come high school and popularity and stuff like that. So, like, she has a bunch of followers. She gets a whole bunch more followers after what happened at AdventureCon. She calls the superhero Nightlight, which, honestly, I don't think it's that bad in her name, but it was a bad name for what Kamala Khan could do. Like, Nightlight was not a good thought from Zoe. Zoe could have came up with something better. And, you know, obviously, Kamala, Br- Bruno, basically everybody, they, they agree. Nightlight sucked. <laughs> Um, but then eventually, you know, things play out. Uh, Kamala also tries to, like, save this other kid at this, uh, celebration for her brother and his fiance because they're about to get married. And so, like, that's the wedding I was talking about is her brother and his fiance. Um, and she's trying to save him and then, like, she's about to save him and then, like, this vision kind of hits and, like, knocks her, like, takes her focus away and so the kid starts to fall, but then she, like, her, so her idea to solve it instead of just catching him again uh, with a solid, like, energy feel, um, I don't know, disc or whatever. She just makes a bunch of them, and he kind of falls, kind of like, you know, like, just tumbles down, and he lands on a car, breaks his leg. It's, that's funny, because they mention it later. He's, you know, after she saves everybody, he's like, I mean, I must have been just a beta test or something. Like, I don't know where all this control was when she when she dropped me and I broke my leg. It was kind of, it was funny. Adorable kid. Uh, eventually, she runs away or whatever. But that's when damage control, uh, control kind of you know, figures out that you know it's well. They figure out that it's like a, a because of Zoe, sort of South Asian teenager. But for some reason, they think that it's Comron. Like later, it just, I don't know, it doesn't make too much sense, but. Anyway, Comron saves her, and then you find out that Comron's actually, like, his mother was Aisha's, like, friend or whatever. She was there when the bon- the bangle was found, and they're actually Jin, um, but they call themselves cl- uh, clandestines, and they're actually just trying to get home. So they, they live in another dimension, then you start finding out there's other dimensions that, like, li- that exi- coexist with our world, um, yada, yada, yada. Aisha is uh, Kamala's grandmother's mother, so it would be Kamala's great-grandmother, right? Blah, 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 throughout the story. Think, like, so Kamala thinks that it should help. Bruno starts to explain the science behind it. It's like, first of all, you need a super amount of energy like the sun, and there's a possibility that like, if you do it, it could be very dangerous. Like Something might go boom. Or whatever you find out from the red daggers, like if you open up the veil, like their world will actually conquer our world and destroy everybody. Um, so you know, Kamala's kind of like, "Hey, I can't help you anymore. I've got to figure out a new way." 
but uh, clandestine don't play that. And so that's when the wedding scene kind of happens, though. Like, you know, they're at the wedding. Kamran comes to uh, warn her and starts to help her out a little bit, and which ultimately leads to his mother basically disowning him, saying, you know what, you turned your back on us, so fuck off. Uh, but anyway, so he, or eventually, like, they go to Pakistan, her, Kamala and her mother, uh, to be with her grandmother, and then, like, that's when she goes on the journey and actually, you know, figures out what the inscription says on the bangle, and then she actually gets, like, pulled back in time. She meets Aisha, and Aisha's like, you made it. She thinks that Aisha is her daughter, you know, Kamala's grandma, um, who's currently lost, and her father is, like, looking for her, which you hear about that story earlier. Uh, and she says that she followed the stars to get back to her dad. So you find out that actually Kamala's the one that causes that. Um, God, it's just a real touching moment. Aisha fortunately does die, which which sucks. And she was well casted. She was a very, very good actress. Uh, but anyway. So she comes back. She hands the picture to her grandma. And it's just like a, a whole moment there. And then eventually, um, you know, some things happen while they're in Pakistan with the Red Daggers and Kamala trying to escape from the clandestines and her mother or the veil gets opened and one of the clandestines tries to walk through it and she gets disintegrated and then for whatever reason Najim I believe it's Najim I don't know Cameron's mother was like I know how to close like I'm the only one that can close it it's like, what makes you so different than the other clandestines? I just don't, like, there's just questions they didn't answer. But she tries to, or she does close it somehow. She gets disintegrated, but her spiritual essence gets, you know, pushed into Kamran. Uh, and, uh, Kamala saves her and, uh, Kareem. The Red Dagger. Which is a fucking dope name, by the way. I love the name. And her mom and grandma actually see the end of that happening. And her mom starts... She's like, what, like what's going on? What's happening? And stuff like that. So she finds out that... <coughs> excuse me, that nightlight, quote-unquote, is actually, you know, Kamala. Blah, blah, blah. So they get back to America. They tell the family and all this stuff. And... Damage, and then uh, Kamran also makes his way back to America. This time he goes to Bruno. He's like, I need help. Blah, blah, blah. They uh, they start over as friends. Finally realize that his name's Bruno, not Brian. And that's when Damage Control shows up. So he's been followed. And then they start going on the run. And then Kamala shows up with her new outfit that her mom made for her, which is awesome. It's just a touching moment. And... That's when, like, the final, you know, stuff happens. They come up with a plan using, like, softballs and stuff. I don't know. It's just kind of... It's definitely fiction. Like, that, that's... It's, it's more than likely it's not going to happen in real life, is all I can say. Um, but anyway. At the end of the day, 
Comron uh, finally finds out what happened to his mother. He gets upset and he starts to like kind of lose control of the powers that he now has. Um, and he, he's like, "My mother was right. This isn't my home." Blah blah blah. They're never gonna accept us. But then Kamala's like, "But you don't understand. Like your mom saved this world for you." And sort of brings him down from his anger trip and, you know, makes a way for him to escape. And then so he shows up to the Red Dagger. Now, we don't know what's exactly going to happen. Like, the Red Dagger's going to kill him. We don't know. Are they going to help him out? We don't know. Because that's the last you see of him for the rest of the series. Kamala gets cheered and protected by the whole community, eventually runs away, damage control... So the the guy tells the girl, the damage control agent, to stand down, to like leave, like right now, like forget, like before the big battle happens. Uh, so she hangs up the phone, but she doesn't listen. So she just says to her team to go in and get, you know, Comron, and. So that, like that, all that stuff happens. Like the damage control is receiving so much bad press, so much flack, and so after it happens, he's like, "You disobeyed a direct order. You need to get out of there now." Different people are coming to show up to clean up your mess. You've been relieved of your duties. Get out of there now. All that stuff, right? So I don't know. Is she fired? Eh, probably not. But she definitely got demoted. That's for sure. Um, so they leave. They don't capture any of them. And uh, now Ms. Marvel... And then you find... Well, the Marvel, the Ms. Marvel stuff doesn't happen. Well, it doesn't get mentioned until there's a scene where she's on the roof. And her dad comes out and he kind of talks to her. It's like, do you know what Kamala stands for? Like your name stands for and stuff. Then he tells the, the Arabic... Uh, definition and then he's like but in in uh, Urdu so like their native tongue and stuff like that he's like it stands for like uh, wonder marvel marvel like you've always been our Ms. Marvel and that's kind of and she's like you're, <laughs> she's like you're telling me I share the same freaking name with Carol or you're telling me I share the same name with Carol freaking Danvers and her dad's like I don't know who that is <laughs> but uh, that's how she gets Ms. Marvel the idea because they were trying to figure out a new name because Nightlight wasn't working, you know what I mean? But everybody kept saying Nightlight, Night, night Nightlight, Nightlight. But anyway. Then at the end, you know, she meets up with uh, Bruno and Nakia who have Comron's car because he left it. And uh, he's still going to Caltech. That's basically it. And then they do that credit scene with uh, the swap with... Danvers and uh, Kamala so that was a bad way to break down the whole six episodes hope you guys enjoyed it <laughs> anyway um, real quickly on the the Marvel Netflix Daredevil show so I'm hearing the rumors you know that though the th- first three seasons are now canon right but they're not bringing back the same actors to reprise roles like Elektra 
I felt like Elodie Young did fantastic. First of all, I fucking love her. She's great. Everything I've seen her in, she's been fantastic. So I thought she was a fantastic Electra. Her and Charlie Cox, I thought, had great chemistry together. So the rumor is they're bringing Isaac Gonzalez to take the mantle of Electra. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Isaac Gonzalez. I really do. Everything I've seen her in, she's been fantastic as well. I want her to be a different character and bring back Lodi Young as Electra. She's already established in the show. So bring Isaac Gonzalez in to play a different role. Preferably, you know, a starring role. Fuck, she should have been She-Hulk. I don't know how I feel about the actress. You know, with She-Hulk, like, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I love Isaac Gonzalez. I really do. I just don't think she should be Electra. Now, if they would have not made the first three seasons canon and just said that, like, season four, well, you know, the Disney Plus series is going to be like a soft reboot where they reboot the character and everything, but they're going to use the same actor to portray it, kind of like what they did with Ghost Rider. So Ghost Rider came out in, like, 2007 with Nick Cage, and then I want to say 2012 came out again called Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. But it wasn't a sequel. It was like a soft reboot. I always thought it was a sequel. But then when you watch it, you realize it's not a sequel. It's basically the same fucking movie, just different design. And a worse storytell than the first one. Dude. Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance, fucking sucked. That's all I could tell you. Like, it wasn't like a, a bad, bad movie. Like, it wasn't as bad as Fantastic Four 1994 or Captain America 1990 or The Punisher 1989. But it was a bad fucking movie because it was just a repeat. And they didn't do a good job portraying that to us, the audience. Anyway, fuck it. But if they would have just said that, like, Daredevil is going to be, like, a soft reboot with the only two people returning as characters are, you know... Kingpin and Daredevil, so Charlie Cox and um, Vincent D'Onofrio. If that was the case, then yeah, bring Isaac Gonzalez on as Electra for sure. But I don't know. You already have a great actress established as the role already, so why not just keep her on? She's only like a year or two older than Charlie Cox, so it's not like like th- there's no age gap or any issues like that. So. I don't fucking know. Or maybe she can't return. Maybe she doesn't want to return. I don't, just don't make it a rumor. Make it fucking clear. Tell me why Why it's happening right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. That's all on Ms. Marvel and, you know, the Daredevil rumors and stuff that I'm going to talk about today on this segment. Yeah. So I was thinking about trying to make these long episodes, like, you know, up to two hours and stuff like that. And I don't know. 
tell me is that something you guys are interested in like shoot use the email below all things incredible podcast at gmail.com let me know if you prefer longer episodes if that's what you want okay today is going to be a little bit longer episode just because i'm going to talk about dr strange 2 and ms marvel you know what i mean but let me know your thoughts But I will say that this segment does end the show. I did record this first. I'm gonna do Doctor Strange second because I'm my plan is to actually rewatch it. So I try to rekindle my initial feelings about the movie to have a good long segment about it. But uh, we'll see what happens. Um, by the time you're listening to this part you've already listened to the doctor strange part of this podcast so fuck me let's stop talking about it (laughs) but anyway i thank you again for another episode of all things incredible the friday show here on all things incredible um make sure you subscribe that's all i can tell you we got more and more and more stuff coming for you Uh, i don't know we'll see i'm gonna do my best to try to do longer and longer and longer episodes for you but Maybe you prefer the hour, hour and a half, uh, or less type stuff. I don't know. Um, once we, uh, once I have like a set schedule, you know, which I, I'm getting used to the schedule I'm doing now. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's, we're on a good path for the podcast is all I could say. That's all I can really say. We're on a good path. So I hope you stick around. I hope you subscribe so you get the extra content. Especially all the backlog episodes that we have, you know. Um, nevertheless, it is uh, time to come to a, It's closing time. Oh, we're halfway there. I only do that because they have Bon Jovi in the show. Kamala's mom's like a huge Bon Jovi fan. Plus, like the cover band they use is Brown Jovi. No, what was it? Uh, Brown Jovi. <laughs> Before they started playing, they're like, we also do. Uh, they name off some parties, then they start saying like Quinceañeras and stuff like that. I was like, if, if that's a, if that's a real band, that uh, the lead guys perfect delivery um but i don't know if it was just made for the show or what but it was it was a good moment as well in the show but anyway uh legitly we're gonna bring the episode to a close hope you guys enjoyed another week of all things incredible hope you enjoyed another episode of all things incredible make sure you tune in tuesday for the gameplay podcasting we got gta 5 online we got risk and possibly some other games I don't know because I haven't recorded everything yet. I just uh, I know I have I have quite a bit of uh, footage and audio for those two games. So, but we're definitely going to do more than just those two games. I guarantee you. The goal is to try to do three to five per show. Uh, so like three to five games. So we'll see what happens. Uh, obviously, that just kind of depends on what I get captured and edited together. 
before that upcoming Tuesday or whatever. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, 2 p.m. Central is the time to tune in to All Things Incredible. Spotify is the best way to do it because that's when you get the video version of the podcast. But if you don't care about the video, the visuals, just like to hear my voice, you know, you should be able to listen to this podcast where you get podcasts like you should be able to. I, I don't know if anything's changed, but to my knowledge, we should be available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and, and stuff like that. We should be. But the video is only available on Spotify. So, with that being said, uh, I'm just going to talk until I press stop.